0: The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Bet $100 at Winbet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off. This is active until the Eagles or the Giants lose their next game. And make sure to enter our World Series Prop Contest. The winner gets $200 cash and a $200 SGPN gift card. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. Drivers, start your... my favorite music of the day because that means it is time for the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And I get to sit here and spend about an hour and a half or so talking NASCAR with my buddy, Cody Zeeb. Of course, I am Rod Villagomez. Welcome to the show, everybody, as we start to wind down the NASCAR season. But, of course, the action continues to wrap up on the track as now the, tra- the track, Cody, gets shorter. And now tempers get bigger as this is it. This is a the last chance for them to get into the last race of the season and race for the championship. These these uh, playoff drivers. So yeah, buddy, this is gonna be fun.
1: This is it, man. We we set the the final four for the Xfinity in the Cup this weekend. Gonna be exciting. You go back to April uh, Xfinity race. That was where uh, Ty Gibbs and Sam Mayer got into it and uh, exchanged punches on pit road after the race there. So. Uh, yeah, the the paperclip they call this track, it's it looks like a paperclip. Really, it does, and it's uh, yeah, short. There's gonna be a lot of bumpers. There's gonna be a lot of of guys getting irritated with each other. There's no time. Not that there's ever any time to relax when you're going as fast as they go a lot of the time. But uh, you're turning. You're speeding up. You're slowing down. You're turning. Brake rotor is gonna be glowing. Gonna be going to be a good time. It's going to be a
0: fantastic time. Paperclip, I, I'm glad you brought that up. You guys can't see me. And and you know what? Maybe we will think about debuting a live episode here for our, our final betting episode. Maybe. We'll think about it. <laughs> uh, but I am wearing, of course, a Dunder Mifflin sweatshirt. So Paperclip is apropos for my attire today. Uh, but like Cody said, we are at Martinsville. It is a short track. It is the Paperclip. And this is only going to be two... Of the 3 Series racing today. Trucks will sit this one out. And wait for Phoenix to crown their champion. Whereas Xfinity and the Cup. Gentlemen and ladies. Will be uh, rolling around this track. Trying to figure out who is going to be. In the round of four championships. So uh, I got to tell you right now man. Like I I was searching around on these lines. And and I wasn't very thrilled with the Xfinity lines so far.
1: It's a a tough weekend to get. to to find picks actually i found xfinity easier than cup cup is tough i mean if you go back to the the spring race here chase elliott started on the pole uh he then led the next what did he lead 185 laps or something like that uh yeah 185 laps so he led the first 185 laps had a bad pit stop william byron took over led the rest of the laps and that was it (laughs) So it's going to be interesting to see now. Obviously that was early in the season back in April. Things have changed. They've adjusted the cars and stuff. They've had a testing session in Martinsville since then. We'll see how much has changed or if it still ends up kind of being a more boring race. Like that one was Um, Xfinity wise. That one Ty Gibbs did dominate in the spring, but a couple of cautions late. Then we had the big one at Martinsville. Half the field was collected. Um, which was, was pretty crazy. If you remember, that's the race Dale Earnhardt Jr. did. He w- worked his way, his magic through getting through that accident and ended up scoring a decent finish. But uh, And then, yeah, obviously Mayer and Gibbs got into it and then got into it on pit road. Uh, I believe that was the incident where Gibbs didn't take his helmet off and started throwing punches. And that was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, it's and this is it. I mean, again, this is it. This sets the final four, the championship picture. So for some of these guys, they're going to have to win to advance. We've seen it before. We've seen it in previous rounds, especially in the Cup Series. Christopher Bell just did it in the last round to, to sneak his way into this round. Um, all, all pretty crazy. So, just to set up to kind of what's going on as far as the championship in the Xfinity, Josh Berry, Noah Gregson locked into the final four. Doesn't matter what happens to them this weekend. Uh, Ty Gibbs has a, a nice points cushion, plus 30. But you know, we've seen that that doesn't necessarily always matter so much. Um, AJ Allmendinger is five above the cut line. Allgaier is five below. Austin Hill is five below. Then he got Sam Mayer and Brandon Jones at 28, 38 below. Most likely going to have to be a win and get in for them. Brandon Jones won here in the spring. So could he do it again? Potentially. We'll we'll see. Over on the cup side of things, Joey Logano locked into the final four. He's the only one. Uh, Ross Chastain has a 19-point cushion. But again, nobody's nobody's safe. Uh, We've seen it lately. Chase Elliott, only 11. William Byron, who won the spring race here for the Cup Series, uh, just plus five. Denny Hamlin is five points out. Ryan Blaney's 18 out. And then Christopher Bell, Chase Briscoe, 33 and 44 out. I would say those three, probably Blaney, Bell, and Briscoe, are most likely going to be must wins unless we see some dramatic issues up top, which... We've also seen that, so uh.
0: <laughs> we can't put anything past you never that. Know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, this season we've predicted a lot of, of fantastic stuff uh, across over the the course of the season. But one thing we've learned is that it's wholly unpredictable as far as what to actually expect. Um, like we said, we made some some pretty good calls this week or this year. But uh, yeah, I mean, on on the whole, I think research got us halfway there, and luck got us the rest of the way. To be honest with you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Especially as crazy of a year as it's been. I mean, this has been the least predictable year in a long, long time in NASCAR. So yeah, for us to be able to have the success we've had, a lot of luck goes into it. But like they say, you got to be good to be lucky. Got to be lucky to be good. So we'll, we'll take a little bit of both. A um, couple news and notes too uh, today. Nothing huge, but a few things worth noting. Luke Lambert, the crew chief for Noah Gregson's nine car, is going to move with Noah to the 42 car um, in the cup series next year. So that's uh, that's a positive. I think obviously eight wins in the Xfinity series locked into the championship for the favorite to win the championship. Um, so that pairing has worked well. Uh, moving forward is going to be good for them. And previous to this season, Dave Ellens was Noah's crew chief. He's actually the crew chief on the 43 car for Eric Jones. So both of Noah's uh, Xfinity Crew Chiefs will be over there uh, in the Petty GMS stable. And Luke Lambert is a, a veteran guy. He's been around a long time. He's with Jeff Burton for a long time. He was with Ryan Newman. He spent some time with Elliot Sadler in the Xfinity Series. Some big names, a couple of Hall of Famers in there, um, or future Hall of Famers anyways. Um, but, yeah, he's 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 a, a good experienced Crew Chief, so I think that will be good for, for Noah going forward. The uh, NASCAR Whelen European Series is going to kick off their 2023 schedule with a race on ice. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, Rod. Uh, it's in Rovanami, Finland. <laughs> I probably totally butchered that, but in Finland. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a race on ice. I didn't look too much more into it yet. That's going to be interesting, though. I, I don't really know how that will work exactly i know there's there's been series that have done stuff on ice here and stuff um that seems very tricky can, can we bet on that?
0: That, that's the question.
1: That's that is the big question. We're looking into that because, because uh, if you can if bet can. on
0: this, then you better yeah. believe that there will be a special <laughs> ice, racing. ice
1: racing episode. Oh my
0: God, dude, please. <laughs> we're we're
1: going to get on the, the phone with WinBet while We're done with this. Please
0: and, uh, we do WinBet. But, when is that again? Uh, break that one.
1: It'll uh, be, I don't have the date right in front of me, but it's the, the Euro series. Uh, there 23, 2023 schedule. It's going to be an exhibition race to begin the season um but it, it's a nascar affiliated series nascar has series throughout the united states they also have nascar mexico or somebody like daniel suarez has come up through they have nascar european series uh the tours throughout europe as well so it's gonna be pretty exciting I, i'm hoping that i'm sure there will be some way for us to watch that uh, i would definitely check that out because it sounds pretty crazy and to be nascar affiliated who knows if they're trying something out let's see what they do over here they've come
0: up with some crazy stuff here lately. <laughs> hey, we we are the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. So again, if this is a NASCAR sanctioned event, then we are on top of it. I'm I'm feverishly looking it up while you give us the next set of news, but yeah, I, I want to know when this is. <laughs> um yeah, a couple couple truck series announcements. Uh Petty GMS
1: Grant Enfinger going to be back in the 23 truck. Um he's had a pretty successful season over there for them. Uh He's, uh, you know, did, not quite make the final four, uh, just missed out. He's in, he had made the round of eight. Um, but, but a successful season for them. So he's coming back in the 23 truck and then Daniel die. Um, he's an 18 year old that has been competing in the Arca series. Um, he's kind of one of those up and coming drivers that, that Chevy has in their stable that you want to keep an eye on. He's going to be driving the 43 truck for G, uh, petty GMS, um, so again, he's only 18 years old. So a young kid that, that's done very, very well throughout his career as he climbs through the ranks, uh, one of those Chevy developmental drivers. So um, gonna be gonna be interesting to see how he does uh, in, a, in a petty GMS truck should be p- pretty successful. Um, last piece of news, all three manufacturers have submitted new noses and hoods for next year's car. So generally in the past, they kind of had a rotating thing where, one year you know toyota could submit changes at the end of the year and have a new car the next year and then the next year it was ford or the next year was chevy or whatever obviously with the new car you know we've gone through most of the season now and they've seen different things and how they can improve stuff so they've been testing all that stuff out at the wind tunnel um so there will, will be new noses and hoods next year on these cars um and so that that will be something to monitor as the season kicks off, you know, and obviously we can get into that when we get into the betting of next year, but uh, something to watch throughout the beginning of the season if a certain manufacturer, because we've seen in the past where Chevy's had a huge advantage going into the season or Toyota, like if they can hit on something specific, there's been a lot of talk this year. Ford has had issues because they didn't feel like the arrow was right with the, you know, shape of their car and everything. So will be something to keep an eye on if a certain manufacturer has an advantage with what they've, uh, been able to do at least going into next season. And then, uh, we might be able to find odds on this. What we'll to look, look this up. Um, Tony Stewart is going to be making his drag racing debut this weekend Ooh. in the NHRA top alcohol dragster. I get from what I read. That's like their Xfinity series, uh, just below the top level of NHRA. I don't know much about drag racing at all. Uh, but Tony Stewart, obviously, multi-time champion in NASCAR, car owner in the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series. Um, he's going to be, you know, he's raced anything and everything he get his hands on. He was, in, He's won indie, IndyCar. I don't remember if he, I think, did he win IndyCar or Kart championships? I think like it was one of the two. Cart. I think it was Kart. Yeah. yeah. Kart championships before IndyCar and Kart merged. Uh, NASCAR champion three times, obviously. Big dirt guy, all all that kind of stuff. So his next adventure jumping in the he owns an NHRA team. Uh his wife races for, or, or yeah, I guess it's racing. So races for. Um but yeah, Tony Stewart and a dragster. Be be interesting to see how he does over there.
0: Yeah. Keep an eye on the Discord channel. I'm sure we can find uh some some nice stats yeah. on that. Yeah, i nice. need to
1: look up uh yeah, see what his odds are to maybe get a win or two.
0: Uh, I will say that the uh, the Euro Series begins in March, and that is actually when the ice race kicks off. So it's March fourth and fifth. Better believe we have a special episode of the NASCAR gambling contest coming, our podcast coming for that because that's going to be a hell of a race uh, to watch. Now I'm excited. I want to see some ice racing, man. Plus, we need to figure out uh, another series. If I was looking for winter racing. I really was because I want, I want to give some odds out to, you know, not just the, the normal stuff, but I want to find some more odds to put out over the course of the season. So, listen, as we wrap up this, this NASCAR season, just keep an ear to the ground in this one because we're going to keep going, obviously, with NASCAR news. But, uh, you know, we're Gens to the core, so this, this can become a, a sort of offshoot of it as well. Uh, to keep it flowing. So definitely keep an ear open on that. Uh, Well, Cody, again, we go to Martinsville this weekend for the Dead on Tools 250 and the Xfinity 500 of the Xfinity Series and the uh, Cup Series. So, um, yeah, man, I I think we're ready to go ahead and break down some bets for the weekend, correct? Let's do it. Let's do it. But we'll do it, of course, after the break. But before we do, let me ask you, you joining, thinking of joining WinBet? I know you are. Well, if you bet $100 now, you're going to get a $100 free bet. And if you're looking to join the WinBet's biggest winner's club, because I know you are, whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. WinBet is truly hashtag DGents only. So please use WinBet's Build Your Own Bet to build some amazing same-game parlays. There's so much to choose from all you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions, winbet.com. Must be 21 or older, present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Sports Gambling Podcast is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. The contest is completely free to enter. All you got to do, subscribe to YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Go comment on a video and listen, each video is a new chance to enter. Then turn on your notifications so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull the winner. Make sure to enter our World Series Prop Contest. The winner gets $200 cash and $200 SGPN gift card. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. And we know you use the SGPN app because that is where you are getting us from, uh, hopefully. And if not, then go do that because there's also a lot of great shows on this network not just the nascar show but if you're into football there's fantasy football if you're into electronic horse racing there's electronic there's a zed podcast uh i mean there's talks about bringing curling pike pod- i don't know there's just all kinds of stuff if you're a true dj and cody like you are i know that's how you found the the slat channel initially and now look at you you're on here
1: here i am man yeah there's what 29 different shows i think in the network now uh, something like that it's it's crazy yeah there's there's a betting show for anything you can bet on and if there's not yet there will be soon so uh <laughs> hang tight <laughs> uh yeah exactly they're, you know uh, they're
0: i i know that they say it's it's quality over quantity but damn it all when you're in this network it's all quality and it's quantity so like that that argument is null and void you
1: can't have both right
0: right thank you thank you uh speaking of quality and quantity that's what you get every week with our picks. And this week we're loading up some good ones. I, I like Cody said, uh, he liked, he liked the cup series better. Um, and I, or no, you like the Xfinity. No, you liked like the cups.
1: The, yeah. I like the Xfinity, but I mean, better uh, low bar. Cause I, this week is tough. I, th- it's going to be tough to, to handicap this race. And definitely if you're not in the Slack channel or in the Slack, we used to be on Slack. Now we're in discord. If you're not in the discord channel, uh, definitely get over there because I, I think that stuff is going to change throughout the week. I mean, I don't expect it to be a very racy race on Sunday in the NASCAR, in the cup race, the Xfinity might be a little bit more, but uh, as much follow the leader as we saw in the cup series in the, in the spring, I just, I have a hard time feeling like it's going to be any different. So it, it might be where we kind of, you know, is on the pole, whoever starts second Somebody that's in the top five might jump out a little more than some of our early picks. Um I, I still like the picks that I was able to come up with, and I think for good reason. I mean, these guys have good histories here, good track records of late and stuff, and obviously we're going to break all that down. But I do think that going forward and knowing the starting lineup is going to be able to change some bets because I think it's going to be a very not much passing, a very um, – what's the word I'm looking for, Uh, track position type of race. Uh, And I think that that strategy could come into that. And, you know, you could see a guy like Joey Logano maybe take a gamble um, because he's got nothing to lose already being locked in. You could see one of these guys that's below the cut line that pretty much has to win taking a gamble. Um, Not a bunch of tire fall off here, so you don't really have to pit much. It's going to kind of depend when cautions fall, uh, you know, who, who can stretch fuel where. Gonna be gonna be a very interesting weekend for sure,
0: and that's the thing about it too. We could very well be in. We we said it in the in the recap show that we didn't get a whole lot of chaos that we were looking for last week, but uh, we definitely I, we're not. I don't think we're gonna get a whole lot of chaos either now. I know that the tempers run hot, but it just feels like this track is not necessarily built for chaos. And when it gets strung out, you see somebody lead a couple hundred laps. Of this race. And it's happened before. We'll talk about that when we get to the cup race. But yeah, I mean, if it happens to be one of those and we don't see very many cautions, you might as well be getting ready for <laughs> for your Yeah, But also, hit.
1: the first race at Texas was very boring. The all-star race. Then we go to Texas again. 700 cars blew their tires and hit the wall. And things were just crazy. It was total chaos. Weren't expecting it. Then we were expecting chaos at Talladega. There was zero chaos. So, uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, (laughs) It it could be very chaotic. It might not be. Again, this track, you know, is is a bump and run type of track. Again, I know that Bubba got suspended for for wrecking Larson, but that type of situation is different than a type of situation on a track like this. Somebody might wreck someone to win this race, to make a pass for the lead. Might be the only way to do it. I, I would not be surprised to see something like that. I fully expected, especially, but somebody who needs that spot to get into the championship for uh, to get that win, and, and I don't think something like that is going to deserve a penalty. Like the the Bubba incident was was a separate separate thing. Obviously, we already have hammered in on that, but um, yeah, I, it's I think it's going to be an exciting weekend, no matter what. Either way, I think that there's going to be ways and there's going to be storylines and stuff that comes into play. There's going to be pit stop mistakes. There's going to be You know, somebody makes a mistake on the track. Uh, There's going to be issues with playoff drivers. I I think we're going to see it all. I don't think that it can be super boring to lock in the final four when there's still three spots available for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're going to see a ton of issues, as we've seen, like you said, with with playoff drivers. It just hasn't stopped. Every single week there's been something with not just one, but multiples.
1: Yeah, like brake rotors are a huge thing here. You are using your brakes so much in a track like this. Guys have failures or issues or Brakes get overheated. Uh, there could be all sorts of issues. That could cause problems with tires, all the heat, stuff like that. So it's. I think it's going to be a good weekend of racing.
0: It certainly will, and it'll begin on Saturday night at, well, Saturday, I guess, 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, noon for those of us out here on the Best Coast, with the dead-on tools, 250, 250 laps for 131 miles, well, 131 and a half, officially uh, around this track uh all right cody well let's go ahead and start loading up some of our bets for this race
1: yep i'm gonna start off uh noah gregson is matched up with ty gibbs uh minus 140 um if i need to explain to you why to bet anything on noah gregson then i don't know what rock your planet you're living under or on but uh yeah that's it just i mean gregson is on fire lately We loaded up on him last week. He won the race, absolutely dominated it. Um, I'm not going to overthink anything. Not a great finish here in the spring. He was caught up in that late wreck, so that's not really reflective of that. Uh, Ty Gibbs did dominate this race in the spring, but that's when Ty Gibbs was winning a bunch of races. That's when Ty Gibbs was performing very well. It's been 11 races since Ty Gibbs won. Only 11 races ago. That sounds normal, but when he started off the season the way he did, compared to how things have been going lately where Gregson has been ripping off wins. He's got what, six or seven wins in those last 11 races, I think. So uh, for me, it's just, you know, this is fully, what have you done for me lately? Gibbs seems distracted, I think with the cup series side of thing. Um, and it just, I, I don't know. I Gibbs has not been doing it for me lately and I know he's got a 30 point cushion. Um, and so I think maybe, you know, he's going to be able to advance. Noah's got nothing to lose. He can just go out there and race hard for this. Ty Gibbs might take things easier and just get it to the next round, get it to Phoenix to go for the championship. Don't be overly aggressive. Noah can just be free, go race his own race. Um, And, yeah, the way things have been going lately, I'm not going to bet against Gregson. And, you know, against Ty Gibbs is about the only place you're going to be able to get him in a head-to-head. So I'm just going to go ahead and take it and lay the juice at 140.
0: Points racing has become such an interesting beast. So many teams approach it so many different ways. Like some go out and say, "We just want a good points day. This is all we want." Yeah, a win would be great, but really, ultimately, I mean, it's like it's like an F one where they go like, "Okay, Plan E, right? Plan E is just a good points day." Like if they if you right. go out and you know out of the trailer, you don't have a car that's going to win, then it's like, "All right, we just want a good points day." But like if you if you know that you or if you think that you can win. Then they're like, go out and put the balls to the wall. So, I mean, I love that because Gregson doesn't have that worry now. Gregson's like, I don't care. I'm going to go out and like, I want to lose my lunch by the end of this race. Right. And and that usually (laughs) means he wins.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. And yeah, and points racing, you know, yeah, sometimes it does suck, but it's always been the case in NASCAR and in any form of motorsports because points count so much. And when you're in a situation like Gibbs is, It doesn't do you any good to be overly aggressive, to get in a tussle like he did with Mayer back in the spring and end up costing him the day and end up costing him a chance at a championship. Is he one of the two or three best cars in the series, one of the two or three best drivers in the series? Yes, absolutely. Does he have just as good of a shot as anybody if he makes it to Phoenix at the championship? Yes, absolutely. Would not be surprised at all. Um, But the fact that he's got a 30-point cushion is nice. And that's nice enough that I think that he doesn't need to go crazy. He can just take, you know, does he win the poll and go out and lead a ton of laps right at the beginning of this race? Sure, maybe. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised by it. But the way things have been going lately, I can't bet against Gregson, and I'm going to
0: take him over Gibbs here. Yep, I mean, that's as good as call as any. Betting on that nine car is a, a fantastic bet every single week. All right, speaking of Sam Mayer, he's my first bet. I'm going to go ahead and take Sam Mayer over Brandon Jones at minus one hundred and five, but Rod, you say Brandon Jones won the spring race here. Well, just like Rod, Cody, Rod's
1: bringing the Brandon Jones hate this week. My goodness, I you
0: know it's not that I hate Brandon Jones. Look, Brandon Jones has been fantastic as of late. Like I'm, I'm you know he's been on a good a good tear. He did have a fifteenth place finish last week, but he had a ninth, the seventh, and ninth three consecutive top tens. Uh, a, a clunker at Texas, but a second and a fourth. Uh, he sat on the pole three times. Brandon Jones has been nothing short of great. But on the flip side, and I think we talked about this last week as well with Sam Mayer. Sam Mayer has been on a pretty decent tear of his own. Uh, starting at Kansas, he's had all top ten finishes except for Charlotte on the Roval, where he had an eleventh place finish, but he still started second in that. In those finishes, a fifth place at Homestead last week, a seventh place at Las Vegas, second place at Talladega, eighth at Texas, fourth at Bristol, ninth at Kansas. Like he's steady, he's steady been inside the top ten. And you have to be in the top 10 at this race if you're going to beat Sam Mayer. Well, okay, you can definitely point to the fact that both of them have had top 10 finishes. In fact, Brandon Jones has had nothing but top 10 finishes at Martinsville, where he's finished ninth, 5th, 6th, and 1st. But Sam Mayer, on the flip side, he's been on this track twice, with a 4th place and a 5th place finish in both of those. Sam Mayer can get around this track. Yes, so can Brandon Jones, but... Over the last couple of weeks, Mayer has been the most consistent driver of the two uh, and, and finishing inside the top ten that many times in a row uh, is not an easy feat, especially in this series. So I think Sam Mayer's catching his stride. I think he'll be able to outperform Brandon Jones in this, even though Jones won this race in the spring.
1: Sam Mayer, 12-1, to 1, got a very hard look at being one of my longer shot winners Someone else is being disrespected in their odds, and I could not pass that up. But um, he did get a look from me. His his win is coming very soon. He's been so close. We know he's in junior motorsports equipment. We know he can get it done. He's coming back with them next year. Um, so yeah, I tough to tough to go against Brandon Jones because of what he's done lately. Because he won here in the spring, but at the same time, he laid out a good case for Mayor. So I'll back you on this one. Next up for me. I don't understand this matchup at all. Makes absolute zero sense to me. Austin Hill over Sammy Smith minus minus one fifteen. I really, I don't, I don't understand for one, the Austin Hill disrespect. It has been rough lately in the Xfinity series. I don't get it. We bet him at 22 to one last week and he had a very good chance to win that race until the tire vibration late. Um, Doesn't make sense. Sammy Smith, yes, he's going to be in the 18 Joe Gibbs car. Um, yes, he won the ARCA Series championship. He's an up-and-coming driver. Um, I believe, maybe, I don't I, I don't think he's been announced officially as, as driving for them next year, but I think that rumors put him in one of those Joe Gibbs cars next year, uh, if memory serves me right. But Austin Hill, been on a tear lately here. He, like I said, was in contention to win last week. Tire vibration, still comes back and finishes ninth. He was sixth place at Vegas, second at Texas, third at Bristol, fourth at the first Martinsville race. There was some chaos at the end, so maybe he didn't necessarily was a fourth place car all day, but survived it, was able to get the fourth place finish. Um, you go back and look at Sammy Smith's start this year. Starts this year in the Xfinity, 14th at Bristol, eighth at Kansas, 38th at Daytona, but that's a you know a restrictor plate, so whatever. Third at Watkins Glen, that was kind of his bright point, but. That's a road course, not really comparable. 12th of Michigan, 31st of Pocono, 24th of Road America. Nothing on here jumps out to me as Sammy Smith has done a bunch or has looked super great. I get he's an up-and-coming driver. I get he's in the Joe Gibbs equipment. But the Austin Hill disrespect is stupid, and it should not be there. Minus 115 to be in this head-to-head. This is probably my favorite bet I've seen so far on the weekend. I'm probably going to hammer this one big time because it's just a, a blatant misprice to me. I don't, I don't understand why these two drivers would be matched up against each other with as good as Hill has been doing lately. He's one of these drivers in the final eight that could have a shot at making the championship. I mean, he's seven points out of making it to Phoenix to fight for this championship. So, you know, Sammy Smith, a newer driver, still getting his feet wet in the series. I don't. I don't see it from him.
0: It's good you picked this one because this is one I was going for, but of course you got to it first. So uh, <laughs> I, I definitely agree with you on this because I I, scra- I looked at Sammy Smith and I thought, how can you even put him in the same breath with Austin Hill in this matchup? Like, I don't know what they're throwing darts. Absolutely. They weren't looking at much because Sammy Smith is wrecked out of or three. Well, not wrecked, but has been DNF'd in three of his races uh, this season. Like, I just, I don't get it. Like the Elkhart. And I don't know
1: if it's just a generic bias to the 18 Joe Gibbs car. I mean, you know, when Trevor Bain's in that car, sure. When John Hunter Niemicek's in that car, sure. This is a great matchup. Like it's two equally drivers, but, but now you're taking a big step down from Bain and John Hunter to Sammy Smith. No disrespect to him. He's a young driver. He's an up and coming driver has a good future, but it's not there yet. And he's not getting the results yet. And so I think that it's just biased towards this Joe Gibbs 18 car and it's well,
0: whoever's in it, we're just going to give them, you know, decent odds. And it's like,
1: yeah, let's pump the brakes a little bit on that.
0: Seven races, one top five, two top tens, average finish, 18.6 for Sammy Smith. Bet against him. Cash your tickets. Uh all right. I'm going to go. Yeah, you're right, Cody. I, I didn't necessarily set out to hate on Brandon Jones, but uh, you know, these
1: I logged in and I'm like, good <laughs> <laughs> right out there with the Brandon Jones hate his first two bets right off the board.
0: I was just piling on, I guess. But look, with these matchups, I couldn't pass him up. Like I look, Sam Mayer, obviously, like I said, that one is a little bit of a stretch. It's gonna take some doing by Sam Mayer to get this done, but you know, I think it can happen. But Dinger. AJ Almendinger over Brandon Jones and this one's at minus 120 so the bookmakers leaning a little bit more toward the Dinger side of it as well but look I mean we already talked about Jones he is he's a perennial top 10 driver on this track uh in this series fantastic great but here's Almendinger, right the, the the regular season points champion the, the guy that drives just with raw emotion almost every single day, which either wins him a race or it gets him <laughs> nowhere. Uh, but he's gotten such great finishes over the last, what, since Indy. Uh, seventh place there at the at the Indy GP. Second place at Watkinsville, of course, or Watkins Glen, rather. Watkinsville. Uh, Watkins Glen. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what the hell. Uh, and then, of course, the seventh place, at, seventh place at Bristol. Fourth place on Charlotte. Ninth place at Vegas. Third place at Homestead. Like he's been tearing it up, right? He's been tearing that. Oh, that's the cup series. Jesus Christ, Rod click on the right thing.
1: (laughs) But that's actually, I mean, to your point of how well he's been doing, he finished third place last week in the cup series on an oval track where he's always been considered for the most part, you know, a road course guy, not so much success on the ovals took him forever to finally win an oval race. He was able to do it. Now he has been lights out lately. I mean, He's actually, I'm just going to go ahead and throw out my next bet too, is, is Almondinger a top five at minus 115. You look back over the last few races, third last week at Miami in both the Xfinity and the Cup Series. Um, and then he had a 22nd at at, Ro- or at, the, at Texas, you know, kind of a rough day there. But he won at the Roval. He won at Talladega, fourth at Texas, uh, sixth at at, um, at Bristol. So, yeah, four of the last five races he's been in the top five. So I fully back you on this one. The Sam Mayer one scares me a little bit, but you're only laying minus 105 on that. So obviously the odds reflect that, but I fully back you on this uh, Dinger over Jones one. As much as I have the love for Jones. Uh, yeah. Almendinger has been on a tear lately and he's only seven, five points to the good. So, you know, one of these guys below the cutoff he, and he's 30 or he's 25 points behind Ty Gibbs. So, one of the four below the cutoff line wins. Almendinger is out. That's the second year in a row where he wins. Did he win the regular season championship last year? I'm pretty sure he did. I think so. Um, but yeah, and he doesn't get even to the final four in this case um, would be pretty crazy. So I, I think that we're going to see a very strong day from Almendinger. I think he's going to be in the mix all day. He has proven lately that he's he's uh, you know here to to compete and he's here to put it up with these guys. He's got that cup ride next year, wants to go out as an Xfinity Series champion, and uh, he's going to need a very good finish to do that.
0: And that's so, okay, yes. The NASCAR results that I was reading, I was going to get there, which is why I clicked on the wrong tab. Uh, my head is is like uh, all this, my computer tabs, right? It's all, something's open, and I like that that saying, and, and one of them's playing music, and I don't know where the hell it's coming from. Uh, but, yes, in 31 starts so far this season in the Xfinity Series – Uh, get 27 top 10 starts in only four starts as he finished outside of the top 10. That's back, back of the napkin math folks. So you can check me on that. Uh, 16 top five finishes and five wins like AJ Almodinger is going to get this done this week and it's going to be finishing over Jones and you know, we'll, we'll spoil that later. But yeah, Dinger's going to get it done this week. Uh, All right. Well, I'm going to give you a landing castle as a top five bet this one is going to take a little bit of uh of convincing for you as well because this isn't a name that we necessarily bring up all that much but Landon castle in the spring finished in second he was able to outlast all of that madness uh and get himself inside the second place uh there as well but Landon castle is one of the, again one of those names that we don't necessarily talk about very much but when there's chaos he seems to be somewhere in the mix so uh, I'm very, I don't know. I like the odds on this one, though, uh, because I found him at, um, oh, Jesus Christ, where did I find him? Cody, bail me out. I didn't put uh, it in the dock.
1: Oh, let's see. No, oh, you didn't put him in the dock. Jeez, Rod. Oh, my God. What I'm are you slipping. doing? Atlantic,
0: at plus 1,200. I got, oh. I got to get to all my different tabs, too. I know, right? <laughs> We're just clicking around today. Uh, but you could tell it's the end of the season. He's at plus 400 for a top five finish. So I like that, again, given that he, he was able to do it in the spring and outlast some pretty craziness around him. Um, but Landon Castle is just, like I said, one of those guys that you don't necessarily pay attention to until he's up and around the front, and you're like, oh, wow, it's Landon Castle. Uh, I didn't count on him being anywhere. He had a 12th-place finish at Homestead, 11th place at Vegas, a uh, 10th place at the Charlotte Roval, 3rd place at Talladega. So as of late... He's been up and around the front of the pack. And if all we're asking him to do is get another few places in there, like a you know third place at Talladega, that was crazy, right? Outlasted the Madness, got there. Second place at uh, Martinsville in the spring. Found himself in the right place at the right time. So, um, again, I, I like him to be able to try to do that again here. And uh, at, at plus 400, why not, right?
1: Yes, agreed. Um, and he like he's already locked in, I believe, to this car next year. If I, it's hard to keep all the silly seasons. there's so much silly season news. Um, but yeah, I believe he's, he's coming back in 2023. Also another thing too, if you go back to New Hampshire, which is a, a fairly comparable track, a short flatter track. Uh, if you remember, he finished third there. His car was disqualified after the race. Yes. Um, but he still had a very, very good run, a very good car that day. We've seen colleague um, run well lately. You hit it last week with the Daniel Hamrick bet. As much as I was against you, the plus four hundred on him to to get, I think it was the top five as well. Um, so yeah, he's he definitely seems to have a thing for the shorter, the flatter tracks as well. Um, so yeah, I, I don't hate this. And again, colleague, we just talked about AJ Allmendinger, how well he's been running. That's a college car as well. Landon Castle, not as talented as AJ Allmendinger, yes, we know that, but he's in equipment that is good enough and that can get him up there. Um, and again, yeah, plus four hundred, those are those are great odds.
0: I agree. All right. Uh looks like we're getting to our winners at this point, huh? Into the winners. Um, man, tough. It's tough. <laughs>
1: I see you. I see you. You took the, you took the low odds this week. I did it last week. Um, it's worked out for us well lately when we've done it. I couldn't quite talk myself into it this week. <sighs> Ty Gibbs is at 300. I get that. He ran very good here in this race in the spring but it's been 11 races since he won. Why is he still at plus 300? Those odds make no sense to me. Absolutely am not betting Ty Gibbs, period, to win this race, especially at this low of odds. I mean, he'd have to get up much farther up. But uh, as I was kind of going down the chart, after not really liking the top as much, Josh Berry pops out to me, plus 700. Um, We hit him just two weeks ago to win at, was at Vegas, um, and he was 10-1 to then, I believe, 7-1 to now. But Josh Berry, his roots are in late model racing, short track, flat track. That's where he grew up in. That's what he's run well in. Um, and again, another guy that's locked into the championship four. Nothing to worry about. Just going out there, running his race. We've seen him do well here lately. A win just two weeks ago. We know these JRM cars are fast. We know they're good. Um, and yeah, so, so just based on that alone, I didn't even look back to see what he's done here in the past because I don't care. At 7-1, to one, Josh Berry is one of those guys who can win each and every week. He's not necessarily always one of the top cars, but when he is a top car, he's a top car. He shows up good, 7-1, to one, uh, too good of odds for me to pass up with his history on this style of track and this type of racing.
0: We've spent a lot of time this season talking about Barry, and and I know that it sometimes feels like it gets a little repetitive when we start talking about some of these top guys. But I mean, look, that's that's what it is. Like these guys are always in contention for a win, so you kind of have to talk about them week in and week out. It may get, it may seem well, a little
1: it, you know, it gets really boring cashing all these. And that's what I was going to say <laughs> week in and week out, Rod.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, like, it may get boring talking about, it, but it never gets boring watching that money flow into your account. So hopefully, you uh, you guys can, uh, I guess separate the entertainment value from it all than than just actually cashing tickets so uh no i I like that a lot too And
1: you you do have to pick and choose your spots i mean yeah we were on barry two weeks ago at vegas but we weren't on him last week and that paid off because it you know wasn't his week and he you know he didn't show up as well at at miami we didn't expect that as much because even though they're both intermediate tracks they're different kind of style whatever and that worked out pretty well so yeah i mean a lot of these guys we are talking about and we're you know, for the Cup Series, we're thirty-four races into this now. At this point, so you're going to get some repetitiveness at some point.
0: <laughs> I like the term backmarkers. I never really heard it or or used it, but I like that. It's, I, yeah, <laughs> the back. We don't talk about the backmarkers much because there's not much use for it. So, um all right. Speaking of of these, I know. Yes, I took the short odds this time uh, only because i i don't I don't know how you can't put a little something. On Noah Gragson, it's almost max for stopping and S, but you're getting Gragson at plus 200 and not minus 200. So, like, I, I get that it's short odds, and I get that we don't necessarily throw those out very much. But much the same reason that Cody had to give out last week's short odds is the same reason I'm giving up. Cody already talked about Gragson when we first got going with this and how fantastic he is and how he's one. Almost every single race that they've had. He had that four-in-a-row streak. He won last week. Finished second in Vegas. Third at the Roval. Tenth at Talladega, despite everything that was going on. Like, eight wins on this season. This is a win before the finale. Like, this is a track... I mean, he hasn't necessarily driven around this track all that well in his, in his Xfinity career, but... Who cares? This year, he's tearing it up. Right? There's a lot to be said about that. So, um, at plus 200... The only reason that I'm saying this is because one, I think he's going to win this race. And two, like it's not max for stopping odds where it's negative two, four, It's still plus money. So take it where you can get it.
1: I have two words for this bet Noah Gregson. That's all you need. That's it. Move on. That's all you need to know. I mean, we talked about this with Ty Gibbs earlier in the season. That was all you needed at some point was those two words, Ty Gibbs. And you just bet him every week and it worked out. Now it's shifted. It's Gregson. I mean, you just talked about it. He, he's won four races in a row for the first time since Sam Ard in like the 70s or 80s, whatever it was, like a long-ass time ago. So he has been dominant lately. He's on fire. He won again last week. We talked about it earlier. He's got nothing to lose. He can go out, run his type of race, and be there. Uh, you can't. It's hard to pick against this guy any week. And a plus 200, again, we talked about it last week. Yeah, plus 200 isn't very sexy for NASCAR. But again, when it's such good odds at plus 200, I mean, you could double your money just like that. And so, yeah, it's so hard to bet against Noah. So I don't blame you. I I waffled with it. I was very close to taking him. I'm kind of glad you did because he was going to be tough to beat. I mean, and when it gets to the championship race, I don't care if he is minus 200. Hopefully the books aren't listening to this, but I'll bet him at that because there's no way you can bet against this guy right now. And so I totally agree with you.
0: Catch our handicap Um, in the Slack channel about the color of his puke. That's all. That's all I'm saying.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah. So moving on to my disrespected long shot yet again, Austin Hill, 15 to one. What are we doing? I already just talked about what he's done lately. He was 22 to one last week. And had a very good chance to beat Noah despite Noah's dominant day at one point near the end he was giving Noah a run for his money the loose wheel cost him he still ended up finishing ninth which was a hell of a finish he has been on fire lately he's been running well there is no reason as a final eight driver currently sixth place only seven points out of the championship uh cutoff line to make the championship four with the season that Austin Hill has had and Richard Childress racing cars, which are not bad cars. They're good cars. We've seen – Childress has been one of those up-and-down organizations that's, you know, through the years has had good years and bad years. A couple of years ago, won a championship with Tyler Reddick. Austin Hill has looked absolutely amazing in that car this year. He has brought it week in and week out. It doesn't matter what style. Road courses, super speedways, mile and a half, short tracks, doesn't matter. Finished fourth here in the spring, like I said. Um and he's just he's been running so good lately um, Six to the Vegas, second at Texas, third at Bristol, another short track, different styles but but still short tracks. Um, 15 to one again, I there were some other guys I looked at. I talked about Sam Mayer at 12 to one, but disrespectful to have Hill at 12 at 15 to one. Just absolutely disrespectful and I'm going to keep betting him while
0: they keep giving him dumb odds because it's stupid not to. So, in that vein, I kind of felt the same way when I was scrolling down for this next one. This is my sort of long shot bet, and it's, it's a guy we've talked about already, and it's a guy that's my favorite driver. I'm going to be completely honest with you. And those, those stats that I was reading out about his Cup Series wins is the reason I was going to back him for this Xfinity Series, uh, only because, look, man, in the Cup Series, he came in and just came in strong last week. Like, nobody expected Almendinger to be running up front in this race. And and in fact you could hear the surprise in everybody's voice when they started talking about A.J. Almadinger running out there in that 16 car up front trying to play the spoiler. Well, now he's back in his own series again this week and he's going to at plus one thousand uh, make a lot of trouble for even Noah Gragson, I think, in this in this case. Do I think Noah's gonna ultimately win this race? Probably. I think there's a better than average chance and obviously the odds prove it. But I don't think that AJ Allmendinger should be priced at plus 1000 given the fact that he has been on a equally as impressive tear himself um, lately. And we talked about it going into uh, uh, when we were talking about his head to head. Right. And, And so for me. I, I just I have to think that with a third place finish last week, uh, obviously we could throw that that twenty second out the door in uh, in Las Vegas. But one Charlotte, one Talladega, fourth at Texas, sixth at Bristol. Like the dude is just we talked about it. he's on a tear. And at plus one thousand, highly disrespectful. This track in particular, twenty sixth his first time out as an Xfinity driver, then thirteenth, then seventh, then third. By my calculations, and I'm not really good at math. There's there's only a couple of places he can go. That's second or first, if he wants to improve, and I think a, a win is well with, especially given his circumstances. Knowing that he won the regular season championship, knowing that he is close to the bubble, he's got to put out a win. That six, that teams they're going to do it. They're going to find a way to put out that win, get him into the round of four, get him into the championship race, and and you know hopefully lock up the the championship.
1: Yeah, I mean you can't argue with this at these odds. It, again, it's it's just disrespectful for what he's done lately. How good he's been, um, and yeah, you you made the case for him. I don't need to add anything to it. Ten to
0: one, uh, you, you have to
1: take this one.
0: Indeed. Uh, all right, get out your pen and paper. Gonna wrap up the Xfinity part of this. The bets begin with Noah Gregson over Ty Gibbs at minus one forty. Then we move to Sam Mayer over Brandon Jones at minus 105. Cody followed up with Austin Hill over Sammy Smith at minus 115. I told you Dinger over Jones at minus 120, and then Cody followed up with Dinger as a top five at minus 115. I'm throwing Landy Castle in the top five because at plus 400, why the hell not take that chance? Uh, I have a feeling he's going to surprise some folks this weekend. Josh Berry uh, to win for Cody at plus 700. I'm giving you Noah Gragson at a non-sexy plus 200, but if it cashes, it's sexy enough as it is. Uh, and then Cody gave you Austin Hill at plus 1,500, and then I gave you AJ Allmendinger at plus 1,000. To the cup race we go when we come back from the break, but first, let's tell you about No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning two or more in cash. Go download the app. Choose a contest. Select your player prop. Earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills against the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA and NASCAR. Go sign up now with the promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the App Store and get a first deposit match up to $25 make sure to check out no house advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play but also where you play and you won't want to miss out on this and as always you won't want to miss out on our our nascar picks for the xfinity 500 over here uh for the nascar cup series Uh, These guys, man, they've been giving us a show all season long, and they will continue to do so rolling around this half-mile track for 500 laps, 263 miles. Kyle Larson won a fantastically dominating race last time. His teammate, William Byron, won this race in the spring. But, Cody, there's still a lot of racing between then and now that has been done. Uh, So our bets are going to definitely reflect that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, we've talked about this when we've gone to tracks that we've been to earlier in the season. There is some weight that is held from those, but not necessarily, you know, just copy and paste the results because things have changed. You know, teams have gotten stronger. Teams have fallen off. Drivers have have had issues or this and that, and things have changed. And, you know, everybody's in a different situation now. Uh, And and so, yes, uh, there is going to be some, you know, some weight put on the those races earlier, in the, that race earlier in the spring, but you, you can't just copy and paste everything and expect the same exact results for sure. Indeed, and your first bet proves that. Yeah, going to jump in with uh, this guy. This guy is my favorite short flat track driver, and everybody forgets about him every time, and the odds just stay juicy every time. Eric Almirola, a top 10 over on WinBet, bet, is at plus 140, Yes. Eric Amarola has not had the best of seasons. What he's done lately has not been super sexy, but his track record on short flat tracks, this is just his style. If we could go run every race of the year on short flat tracks, he'd be the champion. He'd look like Kyle Larson, I think. Uh, Just insanely good at them. He finished eighth here in the spring. So that would be a top 10, obviously in this new car. Uh, He finished sixth here last October. He was seventh here in October of 2020. So three of the last four times he was in the top 10 here. seven of ten or he has seven top tens at Martinsville in his career. Um, again, you look back through his finishes, 21st at Miami, 18th at Vegas, you know, 21st at Kansas, 21st at Daytona, eighth at Richmond. Not necessarily a short flat track but a shorter flatter track, right? That kind of jumps out to you 34th at Michigan, you know, uh, you, you go up here a little farther all of a sudden, Oh, fifth, that's St. Louis again, not necessarily completely short of flat, but shorter and flatter, not necessarily exactly like this, but towards that style of racing, um, you know, you scroll back up through it again, you know, 17th at Charlotte, 19th at Dover, eighth at Martinsville in the spring. So there is a, a, a clear pattern of tracks that lean towards Martinsville. Nothing is necessarily comparative to Martinsville. He also won New Hampshire last year, probably one of the closer tracks. It's a bigger track, but it is the short, or it's still the flattest track and shorter at least. Um, He also qualified seventh at New Hampshire at the race there this year. He was eighth place in stage one, uh, got caught up in it later on and ended up with a bad finish, but was looking good there again. Uh, he's also forty to one to win this race on winbet To me, that deserves a sprinkle um, because of his record on short flat tracks. He finds he's one he's one of those guys similar to like Kurt Bush, where he just jumps up and wins a random race every year, it seems like. He hasn't won one this year. I'm not saying it's gonna happen this weekend, but a forty to one on this style of track, it is definitely worth a sprinkle. but the top ten at minus or at plus one forty is screams value to me. Again, he's just a guy. You don't think about him, you know. He just he's there every week. He just kind of middle of the pack, whatever is what it is. You know, he brings a lot of money from Smithfield. They absolutely love him. Talked him out of retirement, Uh, but at short flat tracks, he shows up almost every time. And he's a guy that I will continue to bet on short flat tracks until he does retire.
0: Dust off your. And hopefully, he
1: comes back and runs a limited short flat track schedule.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you can cash on all of them. Uh, so we
1: can keep betting.
0: Dust off your number 10 uh, die casts and uh, definitely put them on display there. I, I like that. Again, eh, Eric Almirola, just a very under-overlooked, I suppose, underrated and driver. To the point of a lot of times we do talk about the same guys. Not a guy we
1: talk about a lot. Not a guy we bet on a lot. But that's why you come here. That's why you show up. Because there are certain instances where a guy like this has so much value.
0: Indeed. Well, speaking of so much value, I, I wrestled with this one, but I figured that Kyle Bush as a top 10, minus one fifties feels like a lot of juice, but it's, it's going to cash. So you just have to find that formula that makes it work for you and, and cash out the way you want it to. Uh, because Kyle Bush is a top 10 car. He's already done it the last three weeks in a row. That team is starting to find a little bit of momentum. Uh, but Kyle Bush at Martinsville 34 career starts, 21 top 10 finishes. 21 top 10 finishes. His last four races here have all been top 10 finishes, including a seventh place in the spring. He had second place to end last year in this race uh, in particular. So, yeah, I, I highly think that that, you know, we talked about the 18 car and, and what he is trying to do as he closes out his career his career with Gibbs um, not his career in general, but at least as his, his time in the 18 car uh, Mars is doing a, a, a fan appreciation here over the last couple of weeks. So they're saying goodbye to the sport. There's just a lot rolling on the last couple of races for this 18 team. And, you know, again, Kyle Busch has done this. He's he's finished inside the top 10 for the last three races and then an insane amount of times over the course of his career at Martinsville. So I'm rolling. This should be more, in my opinion, than minus 150. This should be closer to, to some of those other odds at like minus 250 or even some minus three just given the fact that he can do it over and over and over again on this track. So I found value at minus 150 for a Kyle Busch top 10 finish.
1: Yeah, I like it. I have no arguments against it. Again, he's got the track record here still one of the best drivers if not the best in the series um and again they want to finish on a high note yes you know he's leaving and everything is changing but these guys are still a team they're still working together for a goal can't win the championship but you finish out the season strong you want to get every win you can i mean he's very high up there on the wins list like he wants to keep adding to that um and yeah a top 10 finish for him seems like almost a no brainer well, uh, my next bet, I am going to go with two Xfinity regulars battling in the Cup Series um, that have, have recently earned some rides here. I have Noah Gragson over Ty Gibbs in the Cup Series at minus 115. I just realized I took the same bet in the Xfinity Series as well, um, but for similar reasons almost. I mean, the way that Gragson has been running lately, the momentum he's got from the Xfinity Series has been carrying over to the Cup Series. Um and his results aren't super sexy. I was going back through the results. Ty Gibbs has finished 22nd the last three races in a row. So apparently 22nd is just Ty Gibbs' place, apparently. But uh, you go back, uh, you know, and Gregson was 25th at, at Vegas or at, at Miami. I kind of had higher hopes for him there. It didn't quite pan out. But an 11th place finish at Vegas um, at the Roval, where, you know, Ty Gibbs should be the much better of the two as far as road course racing. Gibbs only beat him by one spot. Uh, you know, Talladega again, a super speedway, but it wasn't chaotic at all. Uh, and Gragson easily beat Gibbs, um, with Gibbs finishing 37th. You go back a little farther, Gragson wasn't in the racing, uh, at Texas or Bristol, but Gibbs was 20th and 35th. Gibbs has had quite a few races this season where he has issues or problems, can't finish the race, and if he doesn't, he's just hanging out in 22nd, and that's where you're going to find him week in and week out. Um, and Gregson, there is some serious upside there. Again, we saw the 11th place finish the best of the Hendrick drivers at Las Vegas. So he's already proven that he can, you know, handle a little better. He's raced. uh, They're probably equally on their starts this season. I guess I don't have it right in front of me, but because he's been racing all season with beard and with colleague filling in, you know, on a limited schedule with that, um, And he's been around longer. He's an older driver between the two. He's got more experience. at a little bit of the lower level. But the Cup Series is such a big step up for these guys. As good as Ty Gibbs was and has been at the Xfinity level, it's a huge step moving up. Still a big step for Gregson, but a smaller step because he's got more track time. He's got more experience. And when you're winning in anything, we saw it last year with Kyle Larson. Like He's winning in the dirt tracks, winning all these places. And it carried over so well to the cup series. Um, and that type of momentum and stuff works. If he's gonna win on Saturday, like you think, like I think he probably will, um, then yeah, I, I think we can see it carry over to Sunday as well. So Noah Gragson over Ty Gibbs at minus one fifteen. You know, in the if, cup series. In the cup series. Uh if the in the in the tricks. <laughs> <but, yeah. laughs>
0: if we can draw a comparison between this and F1, it's like you know, Ty Gibbs and Noah Gragson. Noah Gregson stepping into like Red Bull equipment, you know, the, the top of the line, whereas like Ty Gibbs. Yeah. Okay. But he's maybe like, uh, Aston Martin or, or maybe, you know, yeah, Ferrari. Yeah,
1: 2311, it is still good equipment. It's, it's, you know, borderline great, but it's not Joe Gibbs. He's not jumping into the 18 Joe Gibbs car. Uh, you would have different results there. I heard Dale Earnhardt junior talking about this the other day. Um, you know, with, with having four cars, you know, or these bigger teams, Yes, they're going to have great cars and it's going to be a great building. And and overall, compared to everyone else, it's going to be great. But spread out over those four cars, one or two of those cars is going to have a bigger advantage because they're going to have the better people. If you've got four people standing in front of you that have these four jobs, yeah, one or two of them are probably better than the third and fourth guy. Not that the third and fourth guy are bad, but they're better. Well, now, if you count these as Joe Gibbs cars, well, you're at the fifth and sixth car with these two cars. So it's not as good of equipment, and so that is a huge advantage as well. I mean, the 48 car, we've seen that car be very good. Bowman's won multiple times in it lately, Um, and really, I mean, I guess the 23 won at Talladega last year, but we haven't seen that car specifically win anywhere other than that. Um, The 45 has a couple of wins, yes, but not to the level of Hendrick, for sure, or, or even a Joe Gibbs car. So, yeah, to me, this one... Uh, again, I, I feel pretty confident the the results kind of going back through, you know, they've, they've kind of split the four races that, that Noah's been in this car. It's been two and two, but some road course, so, some super speedway and stuff in there. I feel a lot more confident in Noah in the 48 car than I
0: do in Ty in the 23. And I will concur. Why? Because that 48 car is near and dear to my heart. So, uh, all right, I'm going to move to my next matchup and I'm going to give you AJ Allmendinger in the Cup Series uh, over Chase Briscoe. This one's at plus 100. This one's going to be a stretch, so I understand if, if you're not really comfortable tailing me on this one, but, you know, Briscoe has shown some cracks lately in his in his driving. Thirty six that home, said he crashed out. I mean, we all watched what happened there. Yeah, he had three or four top 10 finishes in a row, but really shoddy and inconsistent down the stretch, uh, and that really started kind of, Finishing in the top 15 at Pocono, but 23rd at Indy, 20th at Michigan, 23rd at Richmond, 25th at Watkins Glen, 31st at Daytona, 27th at Darlington. Started to pick back up again at Kansas with 13th, 14th at Bristol, 5th at Texas. So, I mean, he's, he's found his footing, but he's a streaky driver, and that streak was stopped last week at Homestead. So now, what does that say? Does that say he starts a new streak? Who knows, but he know he's clinging on to his playoff life, so he's going to have to take a lot of risks, and for Chase Briscoe, he's not a risk. He's not the kind of guy that can take a lot of risks and and succeed on those. So I think he's going to be driving a little bit more out of his comfort zone this weekend than is AJ Allmendinger, who literally is just out to go and win races and to prove that he belongs up with the big boys, and that is proof positive by what happened last week uh, when he finished third in a very very difficult race out there um in my in homestead miami so like i said you know dinger's driving with his future in mind chase briscoe is driving with the playoffs in mind but more scared and more needing to be cautious of of getting caught up and sometimes that's all it takes for you to get caught up in a big one is is for you to uh drive a little more timid than the guy next to you so not to say that I think Briscoe's going to get caught up in something, but we've seen it happen. And, and again, the inconsistency of his driving scares me, whereas a guy with nothing to lose like A.J. Allmendinger, like all i got to do is he's just got to finish one position over Briscoe. So uh, I like that. And, look, Briscoe's uh, history here is not even the greatest, to be honest with you. The ninth-place finish he had here in the spring was the best of his three, 27th, 22nd, ninth. So – I mean, the old Briscoe could... Re- and all those are in the 14 car. So, like I said, I, I just I like the fact that, that AJ's got everything to prove and Briscoe's got everything to lose.
1: Yeah, agreed. And, and, I mean, Briscoe, he's 44 points out. He would have to win, throw some type of Hail Mary. I don't see it happening. Um, uh, he's very, very lucky to have made it to the round of eight. Kyle Larson had problems. Daniel Suarez had problems. Tyler Reddick had problems. All those guys, you could argue, probably... Should have been in this round over him. Great accomplishment. It's awesome. He's only his second or third year full-time. And and to make it to the round of eight, that's great. You know, It's always good to see teams like that make that next step. He's not going to the Final Four. I don't see that happening. I don't expect much from him this weekend. You talked about his record and and how he's just been so up and down. We've already talked multiple times about A.J. Allmendinger in the Xfinity Series, carries over to the Cup Series, a third-place finish last week. Proves he can run with the big dogs. You know, they're going full-time. They, you know, it's been multiple weeks now of him in the same car. It's harder. You know, that 16 car has been a rotating seat all year with, you know, split between him and Noah Gregson and Daniel Hemrick. Then Noah was supposed to run some of these last few races, but got thrust into the 48 with the Bowman injury. So now Almendinger's is running with this crew. Well, now these guys are all going to be working together next year. Everything seems to be clicking and meshing well. I think he's going to just keep carrying that momentum. And I don't expect to see much, if any, of of Chase Briscoe this weekend. So this is one I can fully back you on. And, uh, yeah, I I really
0: like this one as well. All right. What do you got next?
1: Next up for me, Ross Chastain over Christopher Bell, minus 110. Uh, Again, Ross Chastain right now easily into the next round, plus 19. Just needs to go out there, run a clean, solid race. What's he done the last two weeks, second place, second place, clean, solid races there at the end when he needs to be. He finished fifth here in the spring at this track. Again, Chestnut was a guy we didn't want to bet on for a while. We avoided him. He wasn't doing much. We're scared of the, the retaliation and stuff. You know, Denny Hamlin below the cutoff line. I don't think he's going to be messing with him this week again. Um, we saw those guys race last week and they didn't really get into it either. Um, plus you got, you know, you're fresh off the Bubba suspension and all that. So that stuff again, doesn't concern me. And Chastain has seemingly fixed his issues. He's run much cleaner races. He's settled for the second place finishes these last two weeks because he knows it's good for points. I expect another good run from him. Christopher Bell, again, minus 33 points, extremely lucky to have made it into this round, winning that cardboard gate race at the Roval, stealing our chase Elliott tickets right out of our hands, so we're going to make money betting against him this week. Um, don't expect much from him. He's had a pretty lousy round in the round of eight so far, um, and the the car just hasn't been there. The speed hasn't been there, and the way Chastain's been running lately, plus his results here in the spring, that's enough for me to to keep on board on the Chastain train and uh, take him over, over Christopher Bell at minus 110.
0: Well, let me continue on with your love for Chastain. Everything you just said about Chastain, uh, put that over as well for me. And then add William Byron into the mix because I think both of those are going to be top five cars. I like the odds on this. I really do. This is really what kind of stood out to me as far as this bet is concerned uh, in that it's plus 475 uh, for them both to be top five cars. So I I very much enjoyed seeing that because obviously we talked about Chastain. How well we think he's gonna do anyways. A couple of second place finishes, been in the top five. Like again, he's won races this season. He's he's figured things out again. He's back to being that Chastain, that aggressive Chastain, but the patiently aggressive Chastain. So maybe we've seen an improvement in his driving and and a maturity in his driving right before our eyes. We're watching Ross Chastain mature right before our eyes. So love that for him. Think he's going to be a top five car. think he's going to be more than that. You'll find out later. Uh, But for William Byron, yeah, he won the race here in the spring, but don't let that fool you. Because in nine starts here, he's got four top five finishes, including the last three. That win in the spring, he had a fifth place the year, or the year before that in this exact race last uh, fall, and then a fourth place in the spring race. Uh, go back to uh, the 2019 uh, spr- or fall race, yeah. So he's got three top five finishes in the last, uh, or two top five finishes in the last two races of the Xfinity 500. I know what I'm trying to say, guys. Uh, and, and he won here in the spring. So, again, that's a lot of numbers thrown at you just to say that William Byron has been a, a top five driver here more than he uh, probably should have been. Uh, but I like him to finish in the top five again this week. And, again, Chastain to join him in that. And you get plus, of course, for both of those.
1: Yeah, again, both these guys in the top four right now as it stands need to go out, have solid days. They've both done it here before. They've both been running well lately. Uh, great odds at plus four seventy five. I like it. Um, and yeah, I'll back that with you. I got some fun odds on my next one here, Brad kozlowski I am big on Brad this week. I'm taking a page out of Rod's book. You've, you've been on him a few times lately. This time it's my turn to be the top forward. He is plus 1200. Um, and also I like him as a top five at plus 400. I'm going to take both of those, but, uh, the top four at 12 to one, the way that he's been running lately, things have, have seemingly gotten a lot better for the six car. We've talked about it multiple times. Another good run, um, last week at Miami, fifth place, 17th at Vegas. Not bad. 14th at the Roval. That's great for him for, a uh, a road course, uh, eighth place at Texas. Uh, he led a ton of laps at Bristol, earlier this season before getting a flat tire. And then his teammate slash car he owns, uh, you know, getting a finish there. He had a seventh place back at Darlington. Um, Brad Keselowski has done so well at Martinsville in the past. 17th here in the spring, which going back and looking at how bad that team was doing at the time and how horrible his season started, actually a pretty decent finish. Last October, uh, obviously he was in the two car at this time, but finished in third, uh, had trouble, got in an accident in the spring of 21 and, and finished 33rd before that in 2020, his results were fourth place and third place 2019. He was third place and he won a race 2018, fifth and 10th, 2017, fourth and first 2016, second and fifth 2015 led 143 laps, got in an accident and finished 32nd. But then again, second place. Uh, you go back even farther. He had a fourth and a sixth in 2013. He has been good at this track forever. In March of 2019, when he won this 500 lap race, he led 400 and, uh, where'd it go? 446 of the 500 laps. Talk about a dominating performance. If he can find a way to get up near the front, he doesn't have to win. Again, it's just top Ford. So you're looking at the Ford drivers. Ryan Blaney, there's a lot of talk about Blaney this weekend. I see a lot of people picking him to win. I would love to see it. You know, from earlier in the season, I'm a Ryan Blaney guy. I love that dude. Ryan Blaney's corner has been formally retired on this show until next season probably because we saw it last week. Running good through the field. Green flag pit stops, gets out on the access road, spins the car out, almost goes up into traffic, causes the late caution. Thank you for that, because that helped Kyle Larson catch Truex. But um, it just things have gone wrong time and time again, and they've hammered this in the broadcast last few weeks. Every time he has a good car, he has an issue. He just can't finish races. We've talked about this with guys like Tyler Reddick earlier in the season, guys like Sheldon Creed in the Xfinity series. It's been an issue for Ryan Blaney. Joey Logano, already locked into the Final Four. He's probably got the best shot, despite being the second favorite of of the Ford drivers to be the top Ford. But again, we've seen him be hit and miss as well. Sometimes he wins the race. Sometimes he's in 30th. The way Brad has been running lately, his consistency and how good he's been at this track, I expect a very good run from Brad. Again, to be top Ford, he doesn't even have to win this race. Doesn't have to be in the top five. You don't even necessarily have to be in the top 10. Again, there's not a ton of Fords. Really, those are kind of the three biggest ones. You got Chris Buescher in there. You got Austin Syndrick in there. Couple other random guys, but no other big Ford teams or Ford drivers. And so I guess Kevin Harvick, I guess you could go there. I talked about Eric Amarola. So I forgot about that Ford team, but still the way Brad's been running, I think he could beat all those guys at twelve to one to be a top Ford. And um the the four hundred to one to be uh a top five. I like both of these for Brad. I think it's this is gonna be a very Brad weekend.
0: I love it. In fact, I was going with a Brad angle too, but you beat me to it. So I'm glad you got there uh, because I liked everything that I saw in my research as well for Brad. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on to mine where I'm giving you Chevy to finish one two. It's plus four hundred. What? Uh, especially because we've already talked about how guys like Byron, guys like Chastain, uh, even Elliott—you can't even count him out—or Larson or Almondinger, like or Redick—for whatever crazy reason could happen. But you know, you look at those those top guys. Uh, Elliott plus two fifty to be the top Chevrolet. Uh, Byron the the plus three hundred to be the top Chevrolet. Like the guys that are, are favored to win, Elliott, Byron uh, are, are up there in in their che- uh, uh, Chevys. So. I mean, look, the, the guy that I'm making to win is a Chevy driver. Obviously I said that William Byron is going to be in the top five. He could win it. He could be second to the guy that I'm going to suggest is going to win. And, and if that happens at plus 400 for Chevy, I know that it hasn't happened on this track in a while. Uh, but I mean, again, we've seen Chevy run well all day long in, in some of these races. And so um, I'm just going to take my chance on a plus 400 for Chevy to finish first and second. That's that's Pretty crazy odds for such a dominant manufacturer.
1: No, yeah, I love this. I mean, and you talk about guys like Chase Elliott who have done so well here. William Byron leading earlier this season. Kyle Larson, a dominating race last week. Does he show up? Chevy, obviously one of the better teams in the garage, have a lot, unlike Ford and Toyota. They've got a majority of the cars in the field. Um, Chastain we talked about. There's plenty of guys who could finish up in these positions and cash this. And again, uh, plus 400, you're getting great odds. There's, there's some good plus money odds for for as being a little tougher, I think for me, myself anyways, to find odds. We found some pretty good plus odds bet we can hit. And again, that worked out really well for us last week. We had multiple, yes, we picked some winners that were plus odds. There were multiple other bets that, that cashed at plus odds as well. We've had a few lately with Eric Jones plus 300 top 10 a couple weeks ago and stuff like that. So these, these bets are fun to get in on gives you something totally different to root for. You don't, it doesn't have to be, you know, specifically chase Elliott and William Byron first and second, just any two Chevy guys. It doesn't matter who it is as long as they get up there. So I like that. Um, My drivers to win this race. I'm going to start with my long shot. I just got done ranting and raving about him. Brad Keselowski 30 to one. I just laid out the case for him to be the top four, to get the top five. He could win, get the top four and the top five all in the same swing for you. That would give you a thirty to one, a twelve to one, and a plus four hundred. So, uh, yeah, that would be really nice. Hopefully, that that's the one that hits. Um, and, and it would just it would be so great to see him the way he struggled this year and the adversity he's fighting through, becoming a driver owner in the series. We know he's a great driver. He's been around a long time, been doing it. They're starting to get things figured out over there. Got the win on a short track with uh busher back at at bristol Uh, martinsville a different track than that obviously but i would love to see it i'm definitely gonna be rooting for it at 30 to 1 gives you even more reason to root for it um and then uh my my pick to win this race he's the favorite plus 650 but i can't pass him up chase elliott he has been we talk about how good brad has has been here uh let's review the last three races for chase elliott here in the spring Led 185 laps. Again, really the only reason he didn't win that race was because of a bad pit stop. He got shuffled back to 10th, wasn't able to do anything with it. Um, October, this race last year in October, uh, he led 289 laps in a dominating performance. Again, the finish wasn't there. He finished 16th. Um, I feel like that was the, was that him and Denny Hamlin got into it late in that race? I believe Hamlin spun him out. Uh, yeah, and there were some issues there. But then you go back to to uh, april of of 2021 he actually didn't lead any laps but he finished second place so very close to obviously winning november of 2020 he had to win to get into the championship four to have a shot at winning the title he led 236 laps he won that race he then won a phoenix wrapped up his first championship um but yeah even going back through his previous finishes here he had a fifth place in the june race in 2020 Uh, back in 2019, he finished second here back in 2018. He had a seventh and a ninth place finish. 2017 when he was still in the 24 car, uh, after replacing Jeff Gordon, uh, he he finished third. So he has been very good here throughout his career. I, I mean, over the last three races or three of the last four races, again, leading 185 laps, 289 laps, 236 laps. He has been very, very, very dominant at this track. Very good. I expect him to win. I'm also going to give him out to win the poll, um, which his odds are plus 600. He's the favorite to win that as well, but I like it. He started first here in the spring again, uh, then jumped out to lead those all those laps. He started second here last year. Um, he has multiple three different times. He started second. He started third another time, um, and in his last four qualifying attempts here, eighth is the worst start. Of those, So he's been fast in qualifying. He's been good. We know these Hendrick cars are always good in qualifying. I uh, don't bet qualifying odds very often, but I feel very confident in Chase Elliott this weekend. Again, he's only 11 points to the good. All of that stuff throughout the regular season, as closely as he snuck by each and every round, it seems like just barely making it to the next round. This is a chance for him to win this race at a track he loves, and he's so good at build that momentum and try and go forward and win that second championship, um, uh, going, going forward at Phoenix. So I I'm big on chase Elliott this weekend. He's paid off for me quite a few times this year. We've seen how good his car has been all year. And I feel like it's going to be a chase Elliott weekend again.
0: I, uh, you don't got to sell me on chase Elliott. I definitely know, uh, that he is good week in and week out. So, uh, but it's funny that both, uh, both regular season champions have basically, I don't want to say struggled, but they've they've found themselves not necessarily as comfortable as they were when they went into the playoffs. So uh, something Absolutely, to keep an eye yeah. on for sure. Uh, all right. Well, my winner is uh, at twelve to one. Ross Chastain. We've already sung his praises a couple of second place finishes in the last couple of weeks. Only one place to go from there, and that is across the finish line first. <sighs> Do I? I I'm I, if I were to give this a star rating, this would be like a four borderline. Three and a half, but I, I I just feel like he's definitely a top three car this weekend for sure. I know I said he's already a top five car, but I just feel like this is that race that Chastain comes through. You you said it perfectly, Cody. He he basically let himself settle for a couple of second place finishes. There were times where he could have made an aggressive move, but he held back, and you saw it. We saw it happen where he he didn't put the bumper. To the uh, or the nose of the bumper, and and he just sort of held back. This is one of those races where I think he may get a little more aggressive. Is he going to get crazy aggressive? No, but he may take that chance because he knows that a win is is probably well, it is more important, obviously, than a lot of other things, uh, and it definitely locks him in. So I think if he feels like he can win this race, he may not hold back nearly as much as he has in the last couple. Uh, because there's a lot of adrenaline, especially on a short track, especially on a, a a time where you know this is the cut race, and yeah, you're good, you're to the good, uh, pretty decent cushion. But if you can win and and get in, then I, I have a feeling that that's where he's heading. And again, this is not necessarily based on on track history so much as just the last couple of races for Ross Chastain, where you can see that he's dialed into the point where he can bring it back in the runner up position back to back weeks. That's not easy to do. That is not easy to do. And and we know and we've seen we've seen playoff drivers fall off uh the, the track for for the last few weeks. So um like I said, Ross Chastain 12 to one. The price is right. I, I think the price is right for Ross Chastain to take a swing on him uh this week because again a second place driver the last couple weeks to come in at plus twelve hundred it almost seems like it's just grossly mispriced. So I, I've I have very much faith that uh, he's going to do some good things this weekend. So why not put something on him to win as well?
1: Yeah, totally agree. Again, two second places in a row, and now he's at 12 to one. It just doesn't make any sense. We talk about momentum, how much it means in these these cars, in these races, and it's all there for Chastain. We've both made the case for him already on different bets. And so, yeah, a, a him to win bet seems to make all the sense in the world. Um. I, I am going to lock these bets in now. I like all of these bets, and I feel like we got good odds on everything. I'm going to lock them all in. But, And usually I don't don't bet too much post-qualifying and stuff, but I think this is going to be the week where that does happen. So if you are not in the Discord, please get in the Discord with us, sg.pn slash Discord. We'll take you right there. You jump into the NASCAR channel. There's 100 other channels for everything else, all these other shows we have and everything. But uh, I know my guy, Adam Dido, is always good about tagging me a Sunday morning. Hey, what else are you thinking? What do you What do you like? What, you know, what else are you seeing that's out there? I'll give him a few things if I like anything. A lot of times I just hold steady on what I have because I still feel good about it. But this is going to be a week where whatever we see in the little practice we get, what we see in the qualifying, where people are starting, I think it's going to make a big difference because I think it's going to be very hard to pass. I think it's going to be a guy that starts near the front. It's going to have the best shot to win this. And so, depending on where odds come back out and shake out after qualifying, I think that that we could be placing some additional bets for sure this weekend. So make sure you're in there. Get at us. Feel free to hit us up and ask questions. Um, you know, and then it helps everybody else that's out, out that's in there that is just reading along and tailing that stuff. So definitely get in there, just in general, but especially this week because I, I think that it, there is going to be a lot more behind possibly. Odd shifts and stuff after
0: qualifying. Again, got to pitch the Discord. That's where all the good stuff is as well. Uh, the continuing saga after this show for sure. All right, get out your pen and paper. We're going to go over the bets that we have right now. Cody started you out with Eric Almarola as a top 10 car at plus 140, gave you the plus 4,000 to win as well. Just a little sprinkle. I gave you Kyle Bush as a top 10 car at minus 150. I'm surprised he's going to be higher, but top 10 for sure. Uh, And then Cody followed it up with Noah Gragson over Ty Gibbs, the battle of the cup driver versions of both of those at minus 115. I gave you A.J. Allmendinger over Chase Briscoe at plus 100. Cody said Chastain is going to finish over Christopher Bell at minus 110. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I gave you Chevy as a top finishers of 1-2 at plus 400. Cody said Brad K was going to be the top 4 at +1200, also sprinkled in a top 5 at +400. I'm sorry, uh top 4 at +1200, a top 5 at +400. I followed that up with William Byron and Ross Chastain both as top 5 drivers at +475 and then of course Cody gave you the list of winners including Brad Kozlowski at 30 to 1 and then Chase Elliott at +650. Plus threw in a Elliott pole bet at plus six hundred, and then I gave you Ross Chastain, the watermelon man himself, to crush one more watermelon before Phoenix at plus twelve hundred. Cody, buddy, we've got some good ones lined up. I think we're uh, I think we're looking solid heading into into the weekend in Martinsville.
1: Yes, sir. I'm excited. I feel good about this. I think we're gonna have a good weekend coming off. You know, talk about build momentum coming off a big week last week. So let's do it again this week. Indeed. All right. Before we wrap things up, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. Obviously, find us in the Discord as well. Uh, that's that's the best place to get at us with with questions and talk, and, and then there's always chat throughout the race and stuff like that. Fun place to be. So so definitely get in there. And uh, yeah, let's go let's go break the books again
0: this week. Indeed. Follow all of Cody's stuff, Garage Guys, every everything he posts it all in the Discord. So make sure to get in there. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Link in my bio to everything I've got going on or have gone on or will go on. Future me events. I don't know. Whatever. It's all there at at the RJ on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe to the show. Leave us a review. Follow us on Twitter too at NASCAR gambling. All kinds of great stuff there as well throughout the week. So. We'll be back tomorrow with our normal DFS episode, but this will do it for the betting episodes. Good luck out there finding those odds, placing those bets. Let's go racing, everybody, and let it ride.